God's a good God, isn't he? And uh, we lift up his name. Let's just lift our hands one more time and just praise him and thank him for his goodness, the presence of the Lord. Father, we praise you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We thank you for all of the benefits of heaven, the benefits of redemption that belong to us. Lord, those that are watching on the Internet, we thank you that they will um, uh, receive what they need from the Lord today. Father, we thank you for healing and healing testimonies. We thank you for all these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 59 and uh, verse 19. And we're going to look at a little bit of warfare here. How many know that we have a little warfare and comes against us? <laughs> Sometimes it's a whole lot of warfare, isn't it? And uh, we're going to see what our... What our thoughts, our confessions, what our attitudes, amen, need to be concerning warfare. Now, uh, you know, I, I just noted all the way up to, almost all the way up to service time, I noticed some information that I was receiving from friends and loved ones and people that we know that are just I mean, just have been attacked really brutally by the devil. You know, the devil is not your friend. <laughs> and uh, he also has no concept of mercy. He doesn't feel sorry for anybody. Some people, you you the way they talk, you'd almost think they're trying to work out a deal, get the devil to back off, and and maybe, you know, enough's enough. It's never enough for him. Until he's completed his vision. Now, what is his vision for you? Well, Jesus described him as a thief. And he said he's not only a thief, but he's a murderer, too. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus and the life in God is the polar opposite of that. You understand that? Because Jesus then said, but I have come. That's in John 10, 10. I have come that you might have life and have it just barely enough to scratch by and, and peck, uh, you know, a seed out of the dirt. No. <laughs> like a chicken scratch. No. He says, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, it would have been good if he had just said, I came that you have life. Or he could have just said, I came that you have more life. But he said, life and it life more abundantly. Amen? Well, what's abundance? What does it mean to have abundance? Well, abundance means that you have more than enough. So it, it, it's not God's will. You're not doing God a favor. In fact, it's almost an insult, to be honest. You're not doing God a favor by saying, well, Lord, if you just help me just to make it a little ways, you know, just barely get by. Uh, uh, I think I can take it from there and try to make it. Some people pray like that and talk like that. And you think, are you doing the God of the universe that has created everything 
a favor, you're almost insulting him, aren't you? Well, we've all been there because religion's done its number on our brain and tried to beat us up through the years. But thank God uh, we know the Bible and know the truth and know the spirit and nature and character of God and of Jesus. Jesus never just touched somebody where they just could make it another day. He healed completely. He not only healed completely, but he made whole. Can you say amen? Well, let's see what happens here with when the devil kicks up a dust storm and tries to do stuff to us. Isaiah 59, verse 19 says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood. Now what, why is that a good, uh, way to look at it? The word, the spirit of God has written here, has Isaiah the prophet writing and saying this. When the enemy shall come in like a flood. Well, have you ever tried to fight a flood? Have you ever had, you know, a room in your home begin to flood or some water come in that you didn't want or your boat begin to sink or whatever? Uh, boy, it's just like you're, you're overwhelmed, aren't you? You're, you're like, it comes in from all around 360 degrees. You can't, you can't, you can't bail enough water fast enough hardly to fight a flood. And so sometimes that's the way life can feel. Anybody ever been there? Sometimes you can feel overwhelmed. You can feel that you're fighting alligators <laughs> in a pit and they're coming at you from all sides. And you can be overwhelmed when the enemy shall come in like a flood. Overwhelmed. The Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Well, you know, some people have interpreted that, lift up like a standard, like thinking like a situation against him or the standard of living or something. That's not what that means. The standard there means battle flag. The Lord shall declare war on him. Hallelujah. That's what that means. That's the standard. The standard is something that is carried by an army that signals to the other army that their enemy signals to their enemy, we mean business. This is a fight to the death, and we aim to win. Amen. Well, the, not only you and your Bible and the Holy Spirit helping you have a standard or a declaration of war against the devil, but this says the Lord himself has declared war on the enemy. Aren't you glad to know that, that when the enemy comes against you, whether it's a flood of illness or a flood of, uh, you know, attack on your finances or your children or your mind or fear or whatever it is that's come against you, praise God, know this, the Lord has already, it doesn't say you have to say anything or do anything before the Lord does it. It just says when the enemy comes in, the Lord raises up a standard against him and declares war on him. So you know, you just say, thank God, Mr. Devil, 
I know that you have already been signaled that war has been declared. They say all's fair in love and war. <laughs> Amen. And that's kind of true, isn't it? And it's very true with war. All is fair because we we're in we're in it to win it, as they say. Amen. Amen. So don't feel sorry for yourself. <laughs> Lift up your head and stand up straight and raise your hands and declare the victory. Say hallelujah. Devil, you always pick on the wrong people because we know who we are and we know what we have and we know our God and he is a delivering God. Amen. And he's a healing Jesus and he's a provider beyond our wildest imaginations. According to Ephesians 3.20, that's the blessing I'm claiming, exceedingly, super abundantly, Above my highest faith, my highest vision, my highest prayer. Woo! Careful, I'm going to get Pentecostal on you. Then all bets are off. Turn to Ephesians 6. You getting anything out of this today? I'm just telling you. Don't lay down and take it. I said, don't lay down and take it. If, if, if an intruder is coming in, in, into your home, you got your wife and your kids and your dogs and whatever there, amen, and, and, uh, somebody burst into the house, you'll do whatever it takes to defend your home, to defend your family, to defend your your life and your loved one's lives. Amen? And so that's the way we have to be about spiritual things. Sickness is an attack of the enemy on the people of God, and he doesn't have a right, and he's intruding where he has no rights. Well, this is just going around. Everybody seems to get it, and I don't know. Well, hunky-doo. I mean, come on. we got to do better than that. Hallelujah. Amen. We got to stand up. Well, we do in a way. You know, I've seen a lot of even born again, spirit filled believers that they'll certainly talk bold when it comes to medicine and, and procedures and things. Oh, yes, doctor, let's do this. I'm, let's hit it with all the antibiotics and those things. But then when it comes to the spiritual part of that illness, it gets kind of namby pamby sometimes. Well, whatever the Lord wants, mealy mouth, I'm going to have a mealy mouth pie now. No, that's not the time to be mealy mouth. It's the time to be bold and strong and say, praise God. I mean, if you're taking medicine, at least declare something good over it. Well, I don't know if this will work. Last time they tried that and it didn't do anything. Don't talk like that. <laughs> Amen. Say, praise God, this drug there's something good in it for me, and there's going to do something to help me. Amen. It's going to work 100%. They say it'll be good if it works 30%. I'm saying it's working 100% in Jesus' name to help me. And then declare, I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm, I, am, I am above and not beneath. You know, just declare some of Abraham's blessings. They're your blessings. That's yours. You've got title to it. By the blood and the name of Jesus. You, you're entitled 
to those blessings. Preach, pastor. Okay. Ephesians 6. We have all these uh, pieces of our armor. It's good to go over the list of them from time to time, isn't it? But um, I want you to see some predictions here from the Scripture or some, what do they say, prognosis. <laughs> you've got diagnosis, the doctor will tell you what's wrong with you, and then you've got prognosis, which is what's likely to come out of it. Amen? The prognosis is... You're going to come out, or, the, or you're, usually you're going to come out, or you're not going to come out. That's they talk about prognosis. But I'm telling you here, we have um, a prognosis. Excuse me, prognosis of um, of victory if we all do what the word says. Amen. Ephesians 6.11 says, well, verse 10 is is important too because it says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So here, here's an admonition from your pastor. Be strong! Amen. Don't identify with weakness. Well, I just feel weak. Well, okay, don't ever say that again. But I'm just being truthful. no. Declare about yourself what the Lord says. Amen. Sure, we all feel weak at times or sometimes you need something to eat. Your blood sugar is low or whatever. You feel a little weak. But we're not talking about something like that. We're just talking about in general, we need in this fight, in this life, we need to be be strong. Be is a, is a, is a, is a great verb. It's the first one we learn about. The be verb, right? I am is a be verb. I am. So it's good to just say, I am strong. I am strong today. I'm strong spiritually. I'm strong physically. I'm strong financially. I'm strong emotionally. And mentally, amen. People, I hear people talk all the time about, well, I just don't know. I just forget my brain if it wasn't screwed in. I tell you, I just can't find anything. Why don't you just curse yourself? Like that guy, that, a businessman, and everything he'd say, he'd say, I'll be damned, I'll be damned, I'll be damned. And I finally said to him, you are going to be if you keep saying that. Stop cursing yourself and saying, I'll be damned. But it's the same thing. You know, you wouldn't find very many Christians going around saying, I'll be damned. Usually that's a worldly way folks talk. But, you know, when you talk about how weak you are and how pathetic you are and how sick you are and how awful everything is, you're really cursing yourself. You're saying, I am opposite of what God says. So God says here, through the Apostle Paul, be strong. So you could say, I am strong. I may not be strong in my own self. I might not be, you know, able to bench press so many pounds or whatever. But that's not talking about that. It's talking about spiritually. 
And, and that's where things really can move and really count. Amen? So finally, be strong in the Lord. So I'm going to say, I am strong in the Lord. I'm going to be part of this standard. I'm going to be the standard bearer, in fact, of the declaration of war against the enemy. Hallelujah. This is the right side of spiritual warfare. You know, we've been in the, thank God it came and, and, and came and left like indigestion. But we had that whole warfare movement that was just crazy. I'm sorry, it was crazy. Uh, parts of it. Some of it was good, but parts of it was nuts. Where they're going to sing for an hour and 45 minutes and wave banners over their head to bring the demons down from their place. And I'm thinking, no wonder they're having problems. The devil's under our feet. Shouldn't be up over your head screaming at them. They're not over over us. We're over them. We have authority over all the power of the enemy. So if you're going to talk to the devil, at least look at the floor. Because that's where he is. Underfoot. The serpent that got put on the ground. Well, don't everybody shout at once. It's good news, I'm telling you. But that, you know, that whole warfare thing, and then, you know, I, I found out what the devil's afraid of, a, a streamer on a stick. Just scared to death of that. I have a stick and a streamer, and I know how to use it. You better stand back. I'll snap it at you. And, you know, they just, they bless their hearts, they just thought they were so powerful with all that, and, oh, my gosh, I would just, I would just like hide. There's been many services that I was so grateful that I was on the organ bench. I'm just being honest because I didn't have to get down in the hullabaloo that was going on. And then they'd try to come get me off the bench and throw me into the, 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 the mosh pit that was developing down front. And I just said, I'm not going. I've got to play the organ. Thank God I'm saved by the Hammond Organ Company of Chicago, Illinois, has saved me many times. Uh, but this, what this, this is the true warfare message here. It's not we got to go fight all the devils. We're not fighting the devils. The devils were fought by Jesus and defeated in the pit of hell. And he arose victorious. Woo! So every now and then, the devil and demons and things on assignment. People say, do you think this is an assignment? No, gee, maybe it is. Can you imagine that? Come on! Like, we're not, like, brain damaged here. He's he He is constantly trying to find ways. His wily ways, right? Wily, wily coyote. Always trying to cap or always trying to do something to the roadrunner. He's always ordering uh, rockets that say Acme Company. Wily coyote. That's the devil. And he always ends up in the cartoon... 
thwarted, right, his plans. And, 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 and a, a joke. And his stuff blows up in his face. This is the real warfare. That's the better picture of warfare than streamers on a stick and singing for an hour and a half. And trying to name the name of the demon, you know, rent the hotel rooms at the top of the city and go up there and name, name the name, the, the demon's names. Come on. Thank God, like I said, that came and left like bad, you know, like indigestion. But it says here that we're going to be strong in, in the Lord. And I'm going with this whole band. I love this art, this uh, declaration of war standard. I'm preaching my brains out. Y'all getting anything? I, I'm not, I am. I am the main event today. There's, I'm not the warm up. Okay. Praise the Lord. <laughs> now, is, now, is there another minister coming? Because this one is kind of out there. All right. <laughs> and in the power of these, are, these are good words. Strong and power and mighty. Amen. Yeah. I am, I am strong, I am powerful, and I am mighty in Jesus' name. And you might be, you might be the, you know, as far as a human being, you might be, consider yourself like a tiny person, you know, that lives on Third Street, that whatever. Say, I don't feel that powerful. But you get in the prayer closet, and you get in, time with the Lord, and you become a lethal threat to the gates of hell. I believe in that. Brother Norval used to, Brother Norval Hayes, he's gone on to be with the Lord, but he used to come by our house, and he'd sometimes come by there in Atlanta, on the Church of God campground, where my parents had a home, and he'd come by and he'd say, Sister Jerry, my mother, he says, I got something I need you to help me pray through and get the victory over. And she'd say, okay. And they, mama would say, well, I don't know. You do what you want. I'm getting in the floor. I don't know why she just liked to get in the floor with the Lord. Literally, literally almost wrestle it out. And she'd get in the floor and, and uh, pound on the floor <laughs> with her fist and tell the devil. I mean, I... I, if I was the devil, I'd be really afraid of my mother. I'm telling you. I was afraid of her. I told you the time about, you know, I was like 17 years old and thought I knew everything. Anybody relate to that, you know? And uh I'd gotten kind of a tood, if you know what that is, you know, an attitude. I'd gotten the coptitude, as we say, about the things of God. I was trying to be cool. I didn't think they were all very cool. So my mom and dad were going to go to a wedding. Uh, one of our relatives was getting married in another suburb of Atlanta. She had to drive about an hour to get there. So they're, they're, my mom and dad, they're all dressed up, go to the wedding, you know. And my dad's got on a suit and a tie and everything. My mother's got on her dress and pocketbook and high heels and all dressed up to go to the wedding and 
I've got the crud. If anybody's ever had the crud, which uh, you don't know what, but boy, you're just coughing up everything and blowing everything and just sick, you know. I'm sick in the bed. And my mother real sweetly said to me, David, do you want me to pray for you before we go to the wedding? And I, with my tood, my 17-year-old tood, I said, Nah, it's okay. I don't need prayer. Oh, Lord, was that the wrong thing to say? She jumped on the bed, high heels and all. The purse went flying. And she dug her knees into my waist, you know, on uh, my abdomen. She dug her knees into my abdomen and took her hands and held my shoulders back. And screamed at me in other tongues for like an hour and a half. And said, Devil, you're not having my son with this attitude. <laughs> the top of her voice. I'm surprised that, you know, neighbors didn't come and say, is everything okay over there? I would have said, no, my mother's lost her mind. Call the state hospital, the, the little van with the white coat guys. They don't send those anymore, but they used to have them. She needs a straight jacket. She's gone whacked. She's Pentecostal flipped out here. But mother rebuked the devil and everything she could think of off of me. And uh, I tell you something, I felt myself, and she felt it too. I felt something that I was just bucked up against it, you know. And I just felt something just just go. Praise God. And I began to cry, and I changed my heart. It, it touches my heart now to think about it. Oh, my. I don't know how that'd go over today with the way we raise children. But, uh, wow. I thank God for a praying mother that doesn't take, that understood warfare and understood that some of those attitudes can be a warfare in your own home. And the devil trying to mock the things of God, you know. And uh I don't know, just that one thing probably saved my life. Who knows where I would have ended up if that would have been allowed to stay there. Are you following me? That we get so afraid of the things of God, I think we need to be bolder. Amen? But I love that story. I love that memory. And uh so uh, after an hour and a half of rebuking, my attitude. <laughs> she got off of the bed and off of me and she said, okay, doc, I'm ready to go. She got her pocket, she found her pocketbook thrown over in the corner by the bed. <laughs> she says, okay, I'm ready to go. He said, Jerry, the, the wedding's over. We missed it, the reception and everything. I already called him and told him we weren't coming. She says, well, I hate that we missed the wedding, but some, you, you got to <laughs> prioritize here. Sometimes the things of God come before some social event or whatever. Well, we don't have to just go around all day binding and rebuking and stomping and spitting. But I'll tell you, there is a time to get in the fight, isn't there? And there is a time when you say, enough is enough. Enough of this attack on my finances. Enough of this attack on my health. Amen? 
enough of this attack on my children and grandchildren. I've had it. Praise the Lord. Anybody getting anything? I'm stuck on verse 10, aren't I? Make that a confession. I'm strong and I have power and I have might. Now, no, it says the Lord has power, not you, Pastor. Well, let me tell you, if I'm in Christ, I have whatever he's got. I can say that and not do damage to Scripture. Now, it says here in verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. That's something you got to put it on. Go get it on. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the strategies of the devil. Wiles means strategies, his plans. And I love that, that it says, because we're not going to read all the, all the pieces here. We've done that before. We'll do it again, but not today. But I wanted you to see the prognosis. Remember, I was talking about that. We'll wrap it up here today. The prognosis is that you will be able to stand against them. If if the Lord declares war, who do you think is going to win? The Lord and his people. Now, folks, in this country, we are under assault in every way imaginable. Can you see that? And we need to just, the church needs to be stronger than it's acting. Where there's no need to sit down and negotiate with like, like one, like one, uh, ideas. You don't negotiate with a terrorist. You don't negotiate with a mass murderer or somebody that's trying to take your life, right? You don't negotiate with them. You've got to, you've got to overpower them. And so we're not going to sit down and negotiate something with the church and, okay, we'll say this, but we won't say that, and we'll be, you know, politically correct on everything that we do and say. If we start down that path, we're done. It's just a matter of time. Did you know that the Soviet Union had churches throughout its history? People think they did away with the church. But they had churches. They had the state church, which was the Russian Orthodox Church. And then they had other churches could register. But they would send a KGB officer in there to listen to the sermon. And he would have to see the sermon notes before you got up to preach. And if you said anything different than the state agreed with, you would be arrested and sent to Siberia. That is the truth. So, you know, you negotiate and negotiate and negotiate, and eventually you don't have a message. They take the Bible away and give you a few little thoughts for the day. You know, think about daisies and sunshine or something. Well, I like daisies and sunshine, but it isn't going to work when it comes against spiritual warfare. All right. It says that another prognosis is down in verse 13, when we take that whole armor, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having all done all to stand, stand. Praise God. How many would, would agree we're living in the evil day? 
right? It's the evil day. It's a tough time for many people and really for everyone. But it doesn't say that you're going to fall on the evil day. It says we're going to stand. We're not falling. God raise up voices. Our prayer needs to be, Lord, raise up some leadership in the church. Raise up some voices that are strong. Raise up some men and some women with backbone. But if they have to go to jail to proclaim the truth, let them go and be willing to go. Amen. Now, I'm telling you right now, I'd be willing to go. I, I No government official will ever come in this church again and shut us down. We, we complied with that for, what, three months? And... uh I look back and really technically have uh, a lot of regrets for doing it. But, you know, you just felt like that was the thing to do. But I, after all this craziness, I'm not going to do it anymore. Amen. If I'm the only one here, I'll come preach. Praise God. Because we're keeping the church open. And the more evil the day and the sicker the the, the air is, the more we need to be open to pray for people. What a stupid thing. Come on. <laughs> right? <laughs> we need to be open to pray and to, to, uh, to, to, to do things. So, uh, for whatever that's worth, if you think your pastor's a nut, you're probably right. But at least I'm a nut on the right side of it. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Nowhere are we instructed in the Word to just try to get along with an evil system. We're to preach the gospel. It says that we live, you know, live as peaceably as we can. But, you know, some things are worth fighting for, aren't they? So we're going to stand. And then finally, it says, you know, in giving, I'm not taking extra time to read this list, but I want you to look. At the shield of faith, verse 16, wherewith you shall be able to quench some of the fiery darts, the little, the little stickery kind. No, all the fiery darts of the wicked. In other words, the missiles that he is sending against us. Hallelujah. So, it sounds like here, again, using the word prognosis, it sounds like it's pretty good, isn't it? If we'll remember, the Lord has declared war on the enemy. And we have this weaponry and, and um, armor that we use together. We got the sword of the Spirit. We've got... The shield of faith, and then we're covered from head to toe in the armor that the Bible describes, and we're strong in the Lord and the power of His might, and we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us to fight our battles. Thank you, Jesus. We can't lose. Like Reverend Ike used to say, you can't lose with the stuff I use, or something like that. (laughs) I like that. You can't lose with the stuff I use. That's true, isn't it? 
we can't lose with the stuff we use. <laughs> and as long as we have that, we're in good shape. I'm telling you, we'll have testimony after testimony. So the next time you say or feel overwhelmed, say, I just feel overwhelmed by this. This is too much. It's, I'm overwhelmed. you got scripture. Say that, yeah, that means the Lord's declared war on that. And I'm behind it. Amen. All right. Lift your hands and praise the Lord. I hope that helped you in some way. Thank you, Jesus, for the word. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. For healing today, anybody that needs a healing, I thank you that you're touching them right now in their bodies. Release your faith for a miracle, for a healing in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your healing touch, your healing power. We give you glory and praise. And those watching by internet, we say be healed today from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Thank you, Lord, that every cell responds to the Zoe life of God and speak into those parts and into those bodies in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.